a large filament of white plasma stretches out of the sun's surface. It reaches into space, clinging to the star by mere threads. It licks the nothing, and the sun dances in darkness. Then the wisp lets go, and begins its journey into the void. We interrupt this transmission with a special report. My name is Craig Roger, and I am the Beverly Professor of Physics from the Physics Department at the University of Otago. My whole research thing is space physics, um, so I'm really interested in what's happening in the space around the Earth and how it changes, possibly due to the influence of the sun. And in the last maybe 10 years or so, I've become interested, very interested, in the field of space weather. Uh, most people don't know what space weather means, and that's perfectly reasonable. So space weather is a term that is used to describe how changes in the space environment can interact with our technological systems. None of these changes in the space environment are new. They've been going, this has been going on for billions of years. But with the exception of the aurora, nothing on Earth will have noticed. But nowadays we have all this fancy technology. We have phones and GPS and electricity and all of that. And these processes, these space weather processes, can negatively impact. They can disrupt, they can degrade, they can damage the technology. And some of those technological systems are so fundamental to our lives, to our economy, to our society, that people worry about it. The flickering wave of solar material soars through space away from the sun. Scientists on Earth have noticed the phenomenon, and they are slightly worried. They know that if this giant solar tsunami hits their planet, it is likely to cause society-halting damages to their technology that could take months to even years for them to fix. Just like weather, I mean, this is why we, one of the reasons we call it weather. There are good weather days and bad weather days, right? So the normal space weather variation, it's interesting if you're a space weather nerd, okay? And that's a bit like weather, right? So uh, it's sort of interesting if it's a warm day or a cold day and maybe it's a sunny day and you want to go out and tan yourself or whatever but that's all so that's just the normal variation but of course every now and again something extreme happens and we had this really good example in New Zealand recently of the tropical cyclone basically stuffing most of the North Island and that was an extreme event we're worried about that in a space weather sense what we're worried about is that sometime in the next probably 100 to 200 years something will happen that we call extreme and it will call disruption on a global scale and that that disruption will initially last for a few days maybe a week but the damage caused could take months to years to repair After vigorous tests and simulation, scientists on Earth have determined that the blazing streak of plasma has a very high chance of smashing directly into their planet. They believe it will collide in about 16 hours.
solar tsunami is like a huge pillow of plasma and because it's charged gas it actually carries the magnetic field of the sun out with it so the magnetic field of the sun is suddenly reaching out 150 million kilometers and crashing into the magnetic field of the earth and it's going to distort the magnetic field of the earth you know just imagine this huge hand stretching out from the sun and then crushing the magnetic field of the earth downwards because everything starts from the sun there is a chance of us seeing it start and travel to us and that gives us some for most of the space weather events not all but most it gives us a warning time which could be as short as 18 hours but that's still 18 hours that's still 18 hours where we could say we have a plan of what we would do if there's an extreme event we think an extreme event might be coming let's start getting ready After nine hours, the solar tsunami has flown halfway to the Earth from the Sun. Scientists continue to monitor the plasma wave. But because of the high potential damage of extreme events like this, some humans on Earth have been preparing a plan of what to do. If we lost 20% of the Transformers in New Zealand and we, don't, we can't make them locally, there's only a small number of companies in the world that makes these, and there's damage all over the world, we're not going to be at the front of the queue. So there are arguments to say that it would be safer to switch everything off. If you had enough confidence that there was an extreme event coming, you'd switch it off. You'd switch it off for probably three days. The space weather, the solar tsunami would sweep by, we would see amazing aurora in the sky. And then you would have to rebuild the power network, which would take a few days from a complete blackout, I understand. It's not, it's not just like you flip the switch and everybody's got power again. You actually have to rebuild it and that will be, that will be a hard and sweaty job in the control room. You, that's, where, that's where you really need those predictions to be very high quality. You need to have really high confidence but yeah and you'd also need to have a route that you can warn new zealanders but i often think of this in the context of COVID. you know that idea that suddenly the prime minister announced that we were going to stop all travel into our country and we put up these walls you can you can you can do extreme things if you feel like it's the right thing to do but it does help that you've got a plan and you've got advice COVID moved quite quickly, but this is going to be much faster. The solar tsunami has now sailed past Venus. Next up on its trip is Earth. But the scientists on Earth, after many more calculations and simulations, have determined that their planet is safe from this storm of plasma and that there is no need to act their plan this time around. Which is rather lucky, because I don't think they were quite ready just yet. We're not ready, I mean, nobody in the world is ready for that yet, but it's really important to me that you don't think that I'm some sort of chicken little person who's telling you that the sky is falling and that you need to be fearful. One of these extreme space weather events is going to happen. It's happened in the past, it'll happen again. But 
we are now thinking about this on a global scale. In the last 10 years, there is more and more interest and activity and international organizations being built to provide some of those global warnings. And there is more and more interest being shown here locally in New Zealand about what we should do. And so with improved science where the predictions will get better, you can imagine us maybe it's 10 years away, maybe it's even longer, where this is the plan. We see something coming from the sun. The Europeans, the Americans, the Japanese all say, yep, there is a huge thing coming from the sun. We have confidence that this is going to be an extreme event. We go into the filing cabinet, right at the back, there is the folder labelled 1 in 100 year extreme event. You pull it out and you say, okay, I am now ringing the Prime Minister of the day and saying the advice is switch it all off. We have, say, 12 hours. Tell everybody that they're going to have no power. It will be painful. The economic disruption will be high. But at the end of that time, we turn on the power network and we have lights. I don't know, that doesn't sound so bad for me.